So we, we, we we're going to continue uh, to look into our word for this month. If you are worshiping with us for the first time and um, uh, on a Sunday like this, usually every month God gives us a word. And the word for this month is glory, his glory. Hallelujah. So, and the, our passage for this month is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 58, verse 8. Isaiah 58, verse 8. And I read. It says, Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. And what I'm going to be looking at this morning is glory, my rear guard. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you so much because you are indeed our glory. Lord, we are here to meet with you. Speak to us, O God. Release your word specifically to us as a family and to us as individuals. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, King of Kings. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. <clears throat> Many times, it's, it's a bit difficult to want to define glory. Uh, you know, to want to define glory, sometimes it's a bit uh, of a tax. But what I've done is to understand glory is to know the things that glory is not. Know what glory is not. And... Uh, I will mention briefly some of these things that glory is not. And then before we move into this rear guard, glory as our rear guard, glory. When you know who a rear guard is in a battlefront, you know, when people go for battle, you always have a rear guard. Those are the ones that will stand and protect you in the event of retreat. Those are the ones, the rear guard, you know, you find out that they, they too are, they are very good guys that... When the battle is, you know, when you're all retreating, they are there. And when anything is coming from that side, before you turn, they will handle them. They rear guard. So they are always marching behind you. You go way ahead of them, and they're coming, by, coming right after you, gradually. And God is saying, this month is a month of glory. That his glory will be our rear guard. His glory will be my rear guard. I don't know about you, but his glory, he said, his glory shall be your rear guard. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 35, it says to us that the wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. Wise, glory, fools, shame. When you combine the two, you know straight away that glory is the opposite of shame. Glory is the opposite of shame. And when you look at shame, you want to describe shame. It's easy to describe, it's easier to describe shame if you have suffered shame before. Hallelujah. You know, to tell you that shame is this, it's, it, it might not really be like that, but it's easier to describe it if you have suffered shame before. So glory is the opposite of shame. If it is difficult to define shame, it is also difficult to define glory. But I have good news for someone today. The Lord God Almighty is promising us in Joel chapter 2, verse 26 to 27, that my people shall never suffer shame. 
No one will be ashamed in the name of Jesus. Because glory is here with us. Glory is here with us. Shame. No one likes to suffer shame. Wherever you go, you want to put your head, you want to have your dignity and leave that place the way you went in there. But many a times, you know, certain things just make you, before you know it, some things happen. Another thing that I, glory is the opposite of is failure. Failure. If you have gone to school before, you know what it means to fail. And you know that it's not a pleasant thing to fail, isn't it? If you fail, uh, for some of us that uh, went to school in the kind of environment that we, we first landed before coming here. Now, when you fail, you know that uh, you have good questions to answer, isn't it? Not only the questions, but then they'll begin to ask you, you know, the fees that is being paid. If you at all realize how much is going into it. And if you are lucky, if you are fortunate enough to have some of the kind of parents that some of us had. There's one boy called, uh, in the, the, the northerners, the house of people, they call him Yarobaki. The, the boy that is never lazy. A horse whip, Koboko. You have it waiting for you. You just discover that you come thought in the class and your parents are asking you, what, what, who are those people that, that, you know, came for second? So failure, failure is something that, you know, and, 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 and when you are in the university, you just, you know, when results have been released, if you know very well that you've not studied that, that, that semester, you find out that you're not going to the notice board because, of course, when, then they'll put the result on the notice board. You don't want to go there. Because if you go there and you are checking your result and you, you fail, then when, you don't go there when others are going there. You go there at the time that nobody is, is there. It's when you see the result that you now, oh, okay, this is where I am. But if you have carryovers or you fail subjects, you just keep quiet with it and wait for the carryover, you know, the, the receipt period before you write your carryover. Failure is never a good thing. Failure is never a good thing. We don't like it. We, we don't like failure. And I pray none of us will fail in Jesus' name. Whatever, we're, in whatever area we have failed before, the glory of the Lord will come upon that area and you will begin to succeed in the name of Jesus. You will never fail again. Defeat is another opposite of glory. Now there's a difference between ordinary failure and defeat. Failure and defeat. There's a difference. At times when you fail, you know you made effort, isn't it? And your own effort, with the effort that you made, you, you just didn't succeed. But defeat, it's that you are trying hard to do it, but something is stopping you, is saying you will not go anywhere. Something that is greater than that one that you are putting in, you know, is saying you will not go. You know, you go to play a football match, and imagine our team here playing against Barcelona. Yeah, hallelujah. That is defeat already staring you in the eyes. <laughs> Wait now. No, no, no. That, that's why I said that is defeat already staring you in the eyes. That's defeat already staring you in the eyes. But you know you can go there and they will be seeing you and be thinking fountain of love. But they are not just looking at you. Just say, you are going there not because you have the skills that mercy has. But you know you have the glory behind you. Hallelujah. And you go there and you come back like Iceland. You defeat, you defeat even the mighty ones. Hallelujah. That's defeat. 
defeat. Something that is forcing a force that is greater than the one that is, you know, compelling you to just not to just move, not to just move. But by the grace of God, we will continue to progress. We will begin to progress from now in the name of Jesus. The one that is called the King of Kings, the one that is called the King of Glory, is also the Lord strong and mighty. He will set you on the loose. The passage that we read, he said what? He said, you will break forth. Someone will break forth today in the name of Jesus. Every force that has been causing you to fail, the king of glory will tonight, today, this morning, he will come against that force in the name of Jesus. Another thing that is the opposite of um, glory, another thing that is the opposite of glory, is reproach. Hallelujah. Reproach. And we don't like that. I'm going to look at reproach when I begin to look at the weight of glory. But just to let us know, another thing is reproach. Something that is a bot in your life. You know, you just, you, you, you want to succeed. You're doing everything, but there's a bot. We're seeing you. We're seeing this great somebody in you. We're seeing this mighty thing in you, but there is a bot. And then you're just wondering, a reproach. It, it just continues to put a bot. It said, oh, he's meant to be great, but because he's from this family. Oh, he is supposed to be the one here, but do you not forget what they did to his father, what his father said, or what his father's mother said against him? A but, a reproach. A reproach. In 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1 to 14, we read the story of a great man there, a big man there, Nehemiah. He, well, he was a leper. There was a bot in his life, leprosy. Leprosy. He controlled people. He had people under his command. But there was a bot in his life. There was a bot. Whatever reproach it is that has reduced you to something, nothing today, by the reason of the word of God that he has sent to us this month, that thing will be lifted in the name of Jesus. You will begin to experience the weight of his glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Other things that will, <clears throat> will be the opposite of glory <clears throat> are things like loneliness, curse, fear, and so on. The beauty of it is that whether it is failure, poverty, defeat, reproach, barrenness, cause, whatever it is, when the glory of God comes down, it is like a light that is coming down into darkness. That thing is going to vanish in the name of Jesus. I said that thing is going to vanish in the name of Jesus. But before we look at, before we look at this, um, thank you, before we look at Glory as our rear guard. God himself, why he said that to us. I want us to look at two things. While I was looking at this thing, you know, it attracted my, my, you know, it caught my attention. Glory and affliction. Glory and affliction. You find out that a lot of times before glory is, you know, affliction comes. When you are about, when God says glory is going to come to you, you just find out affliction set in. 
When you are promoted, affliction sets in. Something good is about to happen to you, affliction sets in. But I want us to understand that there is a weight. A weight of affliction and a weight of glory. Weight of affliction and a weight of glory. Let's read Second Corinthians chapter 4. Second Corinthians 4 from verse 16 to 18. Second Corinthians chapter 4. If we're there. <clears throat> I read. He said, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Yet the inward man is being renewed by uh, renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is brought for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. For our light affliction, which is brought for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Wait, wait. I am going to spend some time here so that we just look at it, you know, because it will help us to, to understand this glory. So when some things are happening, then you, know, you, you don't just feel, ah, why is that God said this is a month of glory and these things are still happening? It is because it is our month of glory. It is because he, the glory of the Lord has come down. That's why these things are happening so that we move on, so that we even go higher, higher and higher. Lo- wait, 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 you look at it, load, authority, abundance, weight of glory. A notion of going down, you know, scale, when you put a scale, one, you, you have a scale here, two of them to balance. You, one will put the other down if it's heavier, the other will put. But one thing is, affliction, usually when it comes, when the weight of glory, you know, that's why the Bible says it's lighter. But when the weight of glory comes upon it, it springs it, it takes it away like nothing ever happened before. That's the, that's, that's, that's the thing about the affliction. Affliction will come. Will it come? Yes, it will. Have we, have we seen it? Yes. It will come. If you want to know how much glory you will have, look at how much affliction you will have. Your glory will always outweigh your affliction. Get that in your mind that your glory will always outweigh your affliction. So when you are complaining and complaining and complaining about your affliction, it is the measuring cup of your glory. Affliction is the measuring cup of your glory. I discovered and I was like, oh. I, I, you know, I just sat yesterday quietly and I was really looking at that. I said, affliction, you know. My, so when it comes, sometimes these things come. You know, it happens, but it's because bigger things are about to happen. That's why it comes. God knows how much. God knows who and God knows how. And when the time is ripe, like it is with us today in the church, when the time is ripe, he releases the glory upon the church. He releases the glory upon you as an individual. He releases the glory upon your marriage. He releases upon your work, upon your business, upon everything that you're believing God for. Affliction has weight. It has weight. You go through problems that look like they are held in a traffic. And suddenly, the light goes green. And then they come one after the other, one after the to the point that you sit down, you ask yourself, is it only me? All these problems that are coming, are they only meant for me? Why is this person? But just look at it that it is you're not another time for you to move on. It's another time for God to, 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 to lift you higher. That is why those things are happening like that. That's why you just see them, they just come. Suddenly, they just come in. 
Weight of affliction and weight of glory are on the same scale, but one is greater than the other. And the weight of glory is greater than that of uh, weight of affliction. A few things to understand about the weight of glory. Understand that you're going to go from weight of affliction, which is bought for a moment. That's what the Bible says. To weight of glory, which is forever. If you're, if you're going through the stage, if you're going through that stage of affliction in your marriage or in your business, or your, just know that it is just for a moment. It is just for a moment. And just know that it is because glory is set to come in. Just know that it's because glory is set to come in. Glory is here. You are going to get glory. It is going to rest with you. It is going to impact you and take care of all your afflictions in the mighty name of Jesus. Number two, know that in between each glory, there is affliction. The bridge that takes you from one glory to to the other is affliction. Now, it's getting to that other side of the glory. When the affliction comes and you walk on that bridge, the important thing is don't stop on that bridge. Make sure you go through the bridge. A lot of times we get stuck on the bridge. Why? Complaining and murmuring and just grumbling. We're just complaining. And then we just find out that because of that, we're stuck on that bridge. Then we're not getting uh, to the other side of the glory. But you see, that bridge is there. The bridge of affliction is there. So that when you get there and you go through it, you just go through that bridge. Then you enter into your glory. And then you just see promotion comes. And you're like, wow. And I'm telling you this because I know it. I have seen it. Not only have we read about it. When you murmur, you complain on that particular affliction that is coming. All you are doing is just delaying it and keeping it and allowing it to persist, to just remain there. If you want to know, go and ask the children of Israel. 40 years. 40 days are turned to 40 years. So just know that in between glory, there is affliction. But the important thing is to just go through that bridge and move on to the other side of glory. Know again that the, the, the power is in your mouth. When you murmur and complain against it, it gets worse. You will tear everything down with your own mouth. You know, every time you, you come across, you, every time you flip, you are delaying yourself on the bridge. Every time you flip, every time you just get angry, ah, why is this thing? You just use your mouth to tear it down, tear it down. Oh, this child, this child is, is, is stupid. This child is this. What you are doing, you are constantly saying that this child is stupid. This problem, who, de- who, who brought this problem? Who is it that this? Who, my enemies are at me. Yes, the, the enemy will just be at you. He will just be coming with it. And you will just remain stagnant in that place. So you mouth. And I thank God because when we started, when we entered this month of glory, God made it such that he, he was releasing some certain declarations to us. Hallelujah. And the man of God was leading us. You know, our Father in the Lord was leading us to declare. Just declare those things. Declare them into your life. Declare them. Declare them. We've had testimonies already coming as a result of those declarations. In the event that you are just, you know, doing it because uh, the man of God said we should do it. Just to encourage you. And to know that it's not just for doing sick. We, we, have, we have testimonies already coming from people, you know, from those declarations. May your testimony come in Jesus' name. May your testimony come in Jesus' name. So positive confession is to your advantage. Whether it's over your children, whether it's over that marriage, whether it's over your spouse, 
positive confession is to your, is to your advantage. You prolong the length of your affliction by your murmurings. Now, first of all, when you do that, what you are saying is this. Number one, you are saying that I believe the trouble. Number two, you are acknowledging that trouble. Number three, you are accepting the trouble. And number four, you are empowering that trouble with your mouth. I know a lot of us, we are very good at that. The thing comes, and we just empower it. We even own it. We, we, we almost want to like have copyright to that problem. You know, this is my headache. You already have the patency. You know, it's just you, it's your own. This is my headache. You know, this is my cold. You have copyright to it. It's your own. Now you own it. May God give us grace to move out of that in the name of Jesus. And that today we will just begin to confess the positive concerning us in the mighty name of Jesus. Know also that the substance is valued by its weight. All Paul is saying is that the weight of glory is more valuable than the weight of affliction. Yes, affliction will come, but know that it comes and it's only, for affliction is only but for a moment. But for glory is eternal. Glory will remain with you. You see, when you, when you achieve People see what you make, isn't it? Even though when the thing is happening to you, nobody sees it. But when the final, the final result of glory comes, people see that one. When you are, your boss is dealing with you in the office, we don't get to see it. Hallelujah. And we will not see it in the name of Jesus. But when the promotion comes, when that your boss himself will be the one, is the one that recommends you for that promotion, and say, look, this person, I can recommend him even to be my own boss. We, we hear the testimony here. That's what glory does. Glory. Glory. Glory is here. Glory is here. Glory is here. Tell your neighbor glory is here. Did your neighbor hear you? Tell him or her glory is here. So the weight of affliction is just a training place. It's just a training for us to build us, us, uh, to build up, build us up very well enough so that we can handle the weight of glory very well. It's just God equipping you and I for greater glory. Some of us today, we have the weight of affliction because, you know, we've been promoted. We promoted, we've just been promoted and then we're seeing the weight of affliction. Or something has just happened, you've seen it, you, you know, you've, you, something good just happened to you and then you're just seeing another thing coming. It's just God trying to give you another double promotion. So God is preparing, he is preparing us as a church, as families, as individuals for greater height. I don't know about you, but I know that God is preparing me for something greater than what I ever thought. I want him to say, look, this is my moment of glory. I know it's because he wants to help me to deal with every affliction that comes on the way. Maybe before now, I see the afflictions, I see them, I grumble. I, I, I grumble, of course. When, when it comes, you're just like, excuse me, can't I take one step and move? Must I take one step and then something will happen? But now, understanding it, I know when I, when I take one step and I see it, I'll give it a good kick. I see the affliction, I will give it, I purpose in my mind, I will look, when this affliction, I will give it a good kick. That when you learn, when the affliction lands, it will not, I know it will come in a different way, but I, will, I know that I have dealt with it and I've moved on. I pray that God will empower us with grace, 
that any time affliction comes, we will know it's affliction. So we'll, we'll, just, we'll just deal with it and go and just move on straight away into our glory in the name of Jesus. Now, having gone through this and understanding the whole thing about the weight of glory, I said we're going to talk about glory as my rear guard. Glory as our rear guard. And God said, you know, after all of the things that happened in the passage that we read, read in Isaiah, he said you will break forth. Uh, he said your healing will come speedily. And your righteousness will go before you. And then I just wondered, he now said, look, my glory will be your rear guard. You know, because when you break forth, you discover that even some of your brothers will not be happy with you. Hallelujah. And when you break forth, you discover that people out there are not even happy. Have you not seen it? In fact, some, some other ones you see, even in the field of football, you, you just see this person has scored a goal. Another chance has come. Just for me to just tap this ball, he's in a better position to score. You are refusing to give him. Why? Because he has scored one goal. So if I can't score, if I don't have the opportunity, let me, let's both just lose the opportunity to score the goal. So when you break forth, people are not happy with you. And the devil is not happy that you are living in good health. And not to talk of even your righteousness. And all because of that, God said, look, I will, my glory will be your rear guard. That I will stand there, I will stand there, my glory. It's, it's not anybody's glory, it's not that person's glory. It's my glory will be your rear guard. And for the church, one thing I'm saying is, like he said in John 17, 22, he said, I will pour my glory upon you so that just like the Father and I are one, you will be one. God is saying at this time that unity is going to reign in our midst. And he's going to be the one to protect that unity. Yeah, that, that, you know that unity of purpose that maybe it, that has been lacking. That God is saying, look, I'm going to be there. I'm going, nobody is going to come. And think of God as your, your, your rear guard. I don't know how many of us watch, you know, we, we watch games. But I think the easiest game to, to, to give example that I, I, I will use is, is football. Think of you having a football team. 11 people. Your opponents, they have nice, solid defenders that work together. They have solid midfield, solid attacks. And then all you have in your, uh, in your team are attackers. No defenders. You know what's going to happen to you? They are going to shred, you know, that, they will turn down your goalkeeper to... So think of it that without a defense, and then you have the Almighty, His glory as your own defense, His glory as your own rear guard. Who wants to challenge you? Who wants to go near your defense? They will not even see you because if the glory of the Lord comes down here, we will nobody will see you. The enemy will from a distance, he will not. he would be wondering what has suddenly happened. I thought I saw him from there. I thought I saw her from there. Why? Because the glory of the Lord is your rear guard. I tell you, go, go read about the military people. You know, they don't, they don't go for a battle without a rear guard. 
They don't go for a battle with that. Before you know it, they will, they will come behind you and before you take your time to turn and know that these people have come, they have finished you, they've done you good damage. And the rest of you will just be arrested as a, a whatever. That will never be our portion in the name of Jesus. So God is saying that I will be your rear guard. What's he saying by that? He said, I have your back. That I have your back. Nothing will take you unawares from the rear in the mighty name of Jesus. He's also saying to you that you should just move forward and be courageous. Just keep moving. I have your back. I am your rear guard. Just keep going. Just keep advancing. Just keep defeating and continue to take places. Just continue to take. Just continue to win your battles and take them. Because nobody is going to take you unawares. In the name of Jesus. That's why he said to Abraham. He he didn't say walk behind me. He said walk before me. He said walk before me. So that I will see where you are going. I'm already taking care of the back. I'll see who is coming ahead of you. I'll see who is coming by the side. I'll take care of you. Just walk before me. Just walk. God is saying that the weight of being chosen to provoke change is upon you. And you know, some changes are waiting for us. Some things are waiting for us to manifest as the children of God. But because the environment out there, the things out there, the situation out there is not so favorable, we are afraid. We are thinking if I go, the confrontation I will face. We are thinking if I go as a child of God, the moment I mention that I'm even a Christian, it's going to face, I'm going to, heavy wall. But God is saying, look, I have chosen you to provoke a change. I have chosen you to release my glory so that you provoke a change in this land. So that you provoke a change wherever you are. So that you provoke a change in everything that you do. You know, let people look up to you, not you looking up to people. That's what God is saying. You should change things. God is setting us in a strategic position to change things. I want to believe that before the end of this year, Many testimonies will come of new grounds being broken from amongst us here in the name of Jesus. And before the end of this year, people will come and say, look, new, new things, new things. I just, new things. It came through me. God just gave it to me like this. And this is how it's prospering. And the third thing is that God is saying that I want to be your rear guard so that you be a testimony to other nations. You be a testimony to other nations concerning my involvement with your protection. Knowing that it's not you that have been keeping yourself. It's not you that have been protecting yourself. But I, the Lord God Almighty, the man of war, the lion of the tribe of Judah, I'm the one keeping you. That I am the one. I'm the one protecting you. I'm the one protecting you. He has said he's going to be our rear guard so that our enemies will be in panic. You know, like I said, there are some things you go for. You just go there, you know, you see the things, you look at it, you you panic. Just imagine the situation of David and Goliath. All the other hefty men, they just saw another hefty man that was slightly taller than them. And then this small boy came and they were like, they have been hiding there in that cave for how long? They've been there. 
They just saw one giant and they panicked. There are some things that happen to us like that, isn't it? You go there, you just see the giant. And your knees already are having conference. Your lips can no longer speak again. Suddenly, high fever has come upon you. You're, you're just, just shivering. Everything, you become so much. You just start to, you're wondering what has suddenly taken your confidence away. But God is saying, I'm going to be, my glory is going to be your rear guard. So that when your enemies see you this time around, they will panic. It's not only, it's, it's, they, will, they will be the ones to panic. You know the, the story of the four lepers in, uh, in, in Kings, uh, where they went to the Arameans' camp. They, 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 the lepers decided, confidence came upon them. They said, look, if we stay here, we're still going to die. If we go to the camp of these Arameans, they, they may kill us, but better still is better we'll go and ask if they allow us. But you see what God did. God went ahead of them. Glory, 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 glory. And by, before they got there, those people have, have left. What happened? The Bible said they had the sound, they, they left like they had the sound of chariot and horses with a mighty what, army coming. Nobody was God. God put fear in them and they ran. And those people, those lepers, people that never had opportunity, we were not given any chance, now delivered their people. They went and plundered. Until they had enough and they now remembered, ah, we, our people are there. Let's go tell them also. May that be your case in the name of Jesus. God is going to put fear into your enemies until they will run and leave those things for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. It is to throw panic. Exodus fourteen twenty four tells us that one. Number five, it is a picture for us of God's faithfulness and a lesson to us that God never leaves nor forsake his people. He never leaves or forsakes his people. So that's this picture. God wants to, point, to paint to us that, look, I'm still God. Like he promised in Hebrews 13, 5 to 6. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I will be there for you. And that's why he's saying, look, I'm going to be my glory. That's me going to be your rear guard. I am going to be there. I will keep you. I will protect you. I will defend you. Nothing is going to happen to you. I have made that promise. I still remain God. I will do it. And this month, from this month onwards, far and beyond, we will continue to testify of his glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. I say we will continue to testify of God's glory. In the name of Jesus. His glorious presence power and providence shall protect and secure us. It's a glorious state that will succeed the present state of calamity. You know, we said earlier, you know, during the workers' meeting, there's so much everywhere you turn. You, 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 you never turn, you know, never tune your TV. You never switch TV on or turn, tune to one station that you want to listen to news and you are listening to good news. Calamity here, trouble here, everything here, crisis here, this one there, who is killing who there, and the rest of it. But God is saying that this is a glorious state that shall succeed the present calamity in your life. Whatever calamity it is you're going through, God is saying that, look, my glory that will be your rear guard will take over all of these challenges. It will take over this thing. But how do we get there? It's only if we believe him. It's only if we receive him. If only, if only, and if only, we believe his word. 
Because many our times his word comes like that, and then we don't even, we just say, oh, it's, it's just, it, we, we refer to it as another one. Another one. Another of, you know, this month. Yeah. So next month, another one will come. This month, we've gotten another one. I pray that this will not just be another one in your life in the name of Jesus. But we will take it. And God who has promised that he will be our rear guard. God who has said he will be with us. He who has promised that he will not leave us or forsake us. He will take us through. Through every affliction. Through every challenge. And he will give us the victory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Rise up with me and let us pray. If you may. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what your challenges are, but I know we, you know, we live in a time that you know, everywhere you turn is one challenge or the other. Everywhere you turn, you're hearing one bad news or the other. And God has promised us that this is our month of glory. I want us to come before God with all of those things and just keep it behind you so that his glory that will be your rear guide. As you advance, God's glory will demolish those things. So I want you to just come before God and say, Lord God Almighty, all these challenges, just mention them to him. Don't be, don't be ashamed. It's he, God himself that has promised that his glory will be our rear guard. Come before him and say, God, all of these challenges, I leave behind you. I leave them right behind you, behind me. I leave them behind me so that as you come, as I advance and you follow in me, Lord, crush them. Crush them crush every affliction, crush every challenge, crush every pain I have gone through. Lord, every stagnation, Lord, crush them. Lord, begin to advance me. Lord, advance me. Lord, just follow me. Please, Lord, crush all of this. Lord Almighty, crush them. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to pray. I want us to pray, Lord, open my eyes that I will see your glory every day. Open my eyes that I will see your glory every day, Lord, from the rising of the sun to its coming down. Lord, let me see your glory from the rising of the sun to its coming down. Lord, as I open my eyes, let me see your glory. Lord, when I am lying down, Father, oh Lord, let it be the last thing I see before I shut my eyes is your glory. Lord, let me never lose sight of your glory. Open my eyes, oh God. Let my eyes, oh God, constantly see your glory. From the rising of the sun to its coming down, let me see your glory. Open my eyes, oh God. Open my eyes. Open my eyes, oh God, to see your glory. Open my eyes, oh Lord. Open my eyes. Open my eyes to see your glory. Lord, I want to behold your glory. I want to behold your glory. I want to behold your glory, oh God. Lord, I want to behold your glory. Lord, let me not lose sight of your glory. Whatever it will take, oh God. Let me not lose sight of your glory. Let me not lose sight of it. Lord, open my eyes. Let me not lose sight of your glory. 
when you behold the glory of the Lord, the enemy when he comes, the, the Lord will raise a standard against him. So pray, Lord, let me not lose sight of your glory. Whatever, oh God, will take me away from your glory. Father Almighty, deal with that thing right now in my life. Whatever it is, oh God, whatever sin, oh God, whatever challenge, oh God, I have, the Lord will make me to move away from your glory. Father Almighty, I'm before you today. Lord, deal with that thing. Crush it, oh God. Lord, let me not lose sight of your glory. Let me not lose sight of your glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Finally, I want us to pray. Lord, let your glory come upon everything that I do. Let the weight of your glory rest upon my work, upon my marriage, upon my children, upon everything that I do. Father, from today, let the weight of your glory, Lord, that is eternal, let the weight of your glory that is permanent, Father, let it rest upon every challenge I have been going through. Let it rest upon my family, upon my finances, upon my business, upon my work, upon my promotion, Lord, upon every stagnation, oh God. Let it come, Father, oh Lord, to release me from that stagnation. Let it come, let it come, let the weight of your glory come. Father, release the weight of your glory. Release it upon me. Father, let the weight of your glory come down. Oh, Lord, let the weight of your glory come. Father, let it come. Let the weight of your glory come down, O God. Lord, upon my walk with you, Father, O Lord, let the weight of your glory come down. Lord, where I've been facing challenges with my work with you, O God, let the weight of your glory come down upon it. Thank you, awesome God. Thank you, glorious King. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, because when your glory is resident with us, Father, nothing can touch us. When your glory is upon us, Lord, whatever the enemy sits down to plan, Father, will amount to nothing. Father, when your glory is upon us, Father, we will move at a speed that even us, we will not understand. When your glory comes upon us, Father Almighty, testimonies will just continue to abound. Our cry this afternoon, O God, is that let your glory come. Let your glory come down, O God. Lord, even upon hearts that are still in doubt, let your glory come and take away those doubts. Father, let your glory come. Thank you, King of Kings. Thank you, Blessed Redeemer. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.